0: Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Well, I don't know about you, but I have had many cases of the grumpies. I've had cases of the grumpies about my health, I've had cases of the grumpies about my family, about some my friends, so many things over the years and over the days, sometimes even the past week. I've had cases of the grumpies and I don't know about you, but I need God to help me. I need him to help me in my mind and in my heart to be grateful and to be grateful for all he's done and for all he's doing. And so that's why we're in the middle of a series. We're talking about gratitude. I have a special guest and I'll, I'll just give you a, Hint, he's the only guy that's ever been on Simply for Women. And that's my husband, Doyle Jackson. So, but in the meantime, I want you to listen. We are at the church next door. That's our home church on the west side of Columbus. And I am preaching a message on gratitude. Here it is. Look what Jesus said in Matthew ten eight. Jesus said, heal the sick, raise the dead. He told us this cleanse those who have leprosy drive out the demons freely you have received freely give yes he wants us to pass on physical things physical dollars yes but also the spiritual if you have received those things don't hold back that you know that is our Jesus so you know people say do you really believe the bible you really believe that literally yes I do that is that is our Jesus that's yes it's true and we want to freely give that back to people you may still give them a coat because they need a coat and the first time that i looked for a need i was in sixth grade i lived in indianapolis indiana inner city school this school was scary to me i didn't like being there it was a really tough year and it was the year of the blizzard So i'm in indianapolis indiana i'm on the school bus and I see a girl her name is alice and I realize Alice doesn't have what she needs. She doesn't have the proper shoes. She doesn't have the proper coat gloves And i'm I'm in sixth grade. So I go home and I said mom Can I have alice over after school and she said that's fine And so I said to alice the next day do you want to come home from school with me and she said yes So she came home now you need to know My dad was out of a job. He was out of his career path at the time, but he had taken a job at a bakery. Looking back, I'm very grateful for that. You know, it says in the Bible that if a father doesn't provide for his family, he's worse than an infidel. And when I think about that, my dad was putting food on that table. And he was working in a bakery at the time. We had one car. I had a step, two step down to my bedroom where there was a, it was like a utility room. So I had like a washer and dryer and like a little laundry section in my bedroom. And so I bring Alice home. And I said, here's a kitchen trash bag, Alice. And I give her my trash bag and I go into my room. I've got some childhood stuffed animals on my bed I have my record player. I have clothes in my drawer and my dressers. I have some things in my closet And I said fill it up. Whatever you want you can have and then I'm holding my breath Please not the Amy Grant heart-to-heart album (laughs) And so Alice is loading up She is loading up and you know what it's the greatest joy it's the greatest joy. You know, if my mom hears this tape, she'll be like, what did you do? <laughs> she has no idea. So she, she loaded up that trash bag. But, you know, you're never too young to begin a generosity lifestyle. You're never too young to start. But you have to look for the need. But this is what's going to happen to you. You start looking for the need, and you're overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed with the spiritual need. Then you become overwhelmed with the financial needs. And so you have to ask the Holy Spirit. Because we're just one person right we have a, a limited amount of resources so this is really important you have to say Holy Spirit come because I can only fill so many needs you have been good to me but what do you want me to do how do you want me to give and that is critical or you could you could end up being a, not a good steward because you don't know where to meet the need so ask the Holy Spirit and say Holy Spirit show me how you want me to be generous today the next thing is to stretch. Well, you, you know, you can give all kinds of things. You can give furniture, you can give appliances, you can give clothes, you can give food. There are so many physical ways, if we start looking and asking, that we can give. But I want you to really be challenged today to stretch. At some point in your lifestyle of generosity, you have to stretch yourself. You have to give until it hurts. Because did you realize that if you have a combined family income of 33000 to $45,000, I'm talking both people, combined family income, that you are in the top 1% of wealth in the world? That is amazing when you think about that. So we have to choose at some point to stretch. It says in 2 Corinthians, remember those who sow sparingly reap sparingly, but those who sow generously Reap generously now. Are you getting to get no? That's not what but you're stretching you're saying God I want to stretch because I've asked the Holy Spirit You know, I can't wait. I can't wait this year to see how God wants to stretch my life I can't wait to see how he wants me to give you know It just keeps going and every year is different but every year he will challenge you to stretch We have someone on our staff, her name is Kimberly Davis, she's a pastor here, lots of pastoral care. I don't know if you've met her, but 20 years ago she stretched. 20 years ago she was a stay-at-home mom with young children and she chose to invite the leadership of this church to her home on Wednesday night. So on Wednesday night, the leadership, the the former pastor, they would come and they would pray and they would plan and they would fellowship and, and they would have a dinner at Kimberly's home. She had $37 a week for her food budget at that time. And she chose her meat to be for the Wednesday night meal. And she made either a meatloaf or a roast or a chicken and noodles. And that was their big thing. And so that was Wednesday night. So then Thursday night, she would get a leftover meal out of that for the family. But the rest remaining five days, she had beans, she had rice, she had ramen noodles, and that is the truth. And she didn't tell any of those leaders. They had no clue. The stretch and and the difficulty that that was and she had no clue that one day she would have the privilege of Pastoring you all of serving you and praying for you and blessing you that is like a dream And she had no idea that that was going to come to pass and when you stretch yourselves We we don't know what God's going to do. And it may not happen right away. It may not happen for years down the road. But we do it because we want to honor God. And He wants us to stretch. So give. Give until it hurts. However you see, the Holy Spirit shows you to do that. But in your generosity lifestyle, I want to challenge you. Don't forget the church. Remember the church. The church was God's idea of spiritual uh, of spiritual change when i think about our church on the west side of columbus i think about a home i think about a haven you know we have a bird's eye view during the week of so many people that come through here and they are touched they are blessed they are helped they are prayed for you know on wednesday night those kids they get excited about the pizza rolls and the the corn dog nuggets that you provide for them you know it's the little things i sit upstairs with the staff and we we pour over so many decisions. How could we save money on this? How could we, how could we do better on that? How could we recycle this? We, we recycle so many things from that barn. I mean, if I could have every time that we say, is it in the barn? What's in the barn? And we get things out of the barn and we reuse and we recycle because we want to be good stewards. The church is this vehicle in so many lives of spiritual change. And it is powerful. I want to, our church to be known. And when you think about all those boxes from the 60th anniversary those were seeds in this community we want to be known as Wow those are God people those are generous people they will help you they will pray with you in a car accident they they will drive a demon from your life that's those people on that place on the west side of town over there I want to be known I want us to be known for that generous people and I I learned a huge lesson about the church when I was in Africa Three years ago, we went to Africa, and we wanted to see the place that you all gave to the orphanage. And when we arrived there, um, one of the last days, the bishop wanted to take us to three uh, churches. And, And we helped those churches. And these were out in the bush. And on the way to the churches, you're on this highway. You can see Mount Kilimanjaro in the background. And you see giraffes. Along the highway. And you're on this long country ride and it's hot and there's no air conditioning. Oh and here but it's so cool because you know how we stop for the geese? They stop for the baboons. And it's so the baboons are crossing the street. It's so cool. So here you are, you're you're on your way, and we get there and we pack in to this church in Kenya, and it's with the Maasai Warrior People, They're so cool. And I have a picture. Yeah. Yeah, look they are packing this church out. Are they not beautiful? They, They were so beautiful. So here we are. I took that picture from the stage So I'm up on the stage looking out and I'm sitting next to the bishop our church gave For part of the roof. Can you see the light coming in? There's no back wall and the roof is only a third and then yeah so we gave another third for the ten and I said to the bishop I leaned over and i said okay well we need to finish the back wall we want to get some money for the rest of the roof we need some cushions we need some curtains you know i'm decorating (laughs) and uh, i have this whole plan laid out we need to give them everything you know a new floor what do we what do we need here we let's get this place going and the bishop says to me no and i okay well whatever you know it's just decorating and uh, <laughs> So we go back outside After the meeting was over and he he pulls me aside and he says Jennifer. Let me explain something to you He said you can't take their joy He said they're excited that you all gave another third of that roof, but this is their church They they love this church They're They did this They're they're making a place of hope in the middle of the Maasai people in the middle of nowhere And you you can't take that they want to give for that and so yes we helped them but that's their joy that's their generosity and I was like wow and then he showed me he said I want to show you a a very special grandma and I have a picture of this grandma right here on the left is she beautiful this grandma she he said she's the one who gave the land for all three churches and he said, this grandma will be with us all day long. She's going to ride with the pastor on the motorcycle. And so <laughs> so I have another. Here she is. She's on the front. And she was this woman. She stuck with us all day long. And he said she does this every weekend. So the pastor goes to all three churches. And grandma rides with him on the motorcycle. Because she wants to see what's happening on the land that she gave so generously.